I'm Dave Rubin. It's the Rubin Report Direct Message for today, February 18th, 2022. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. Subscribe, share, there's a notification bell, etc. And today we are doing a Rubin Report Locals Community Q&A. We got a couple dozen questions here. They're all over the map. I'm going to do my best to answer them honestly and forthrightly with a little bit of humor and perhaps some snark. But before we get to that, I realized that this whole week we barely talked about Joe Biden. You guys know Joe Biden. He's the elderly man that's pretending to be president of the United States, and he didn't really do that much this week. And I was talking to the guys and I said, people miss that old man, you know? Like, is there something we could do with that old man at the top of the Q&A that would remind everybody what a great handle he has on the issues of the day and how he is truly the one running the show video. Rock and I think it's a right for people that bad and kept care. For people that bad and kept care. My son's business dealings were not anything with everybody that he's talking about. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international suffered to pressure. True and international suffered to pressure. True and international suffered to pressure. We've now hit. Nine million cases nationwide. You know how, I know how hard it is. Look, tomorrow's Super Tuesday, and I want to thank you all. I tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal, you know the, you know the thing. I watched what happened when the kids from Parkland marched up to, and I, 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 I met with them, and then they went off to up on the hill when I was vice president, and they went off the hill to go into those neighborhoods. All those congressmen were like, no, I'm not here, I'm not here, I, I'm not, don't, don't tell them I'm around. We are. We choose unity over division. We choose science over fiction. We choose truth over facts. Words that stun the nation, and I would argue, I know, shocked the world. International leaders spoke about it. You had people like Margaret Thatcher, excuse me, you had people like the, the former chairman and leader of the party in, in Germany. You had Angela Merkel. We have this notion that somehow if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids, wealthy kids, black kids, Asian kids. I never believed we'd have to fight this hard, though. I never believed there'd be this much in jeopardy. We launched our campaign over on the Oval back in 29, May 9, 2019. But, you know, what I said then, we've been through a lot since then. But what I said then is even more true today. COVID has taken this year just since the outbreak, it's taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's a, when you think about it. I come out of the black community in terms of my support. If you notice, I have more people supporting me in the black community that have announced for me. The only African-American woman that ever been elected to the United States Senate. A whole range of people. No, my point no, that's is, not true. The other that's one not is true. here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said the first. And we're going to create a new bio-based multi-manufacturing job environment to deal farmers in on the benefits of a changing economy. One of the things that that uh, um, 
that the that the leader of the United States Senate, the Speaker, I mean the House, the Speaker of the House. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. <laughs> that was actually a 47-hour compilation video that uh, was just cut down to that two minutes or so. We were all laughing hysterically throughout all of that. Uh, the two favorites, I think, amongst all of us here, and I'm sure you at home have your own. We choose truth over facts. Or the way he yells it with such certainty, you know, that one. And then poor kids are just as bright and talented as white kids. That's a good one. And then there's one person in the back like. <laughs> May God help us all. All right, let's get to some questions. Ryan says, what can be done to counter the left taking credit for the ending of the pandemic. So I've been talking about this a lot because we're watching the shift happen in real time. You can feel it. It's like we had the Omicron variant in December into January. Pretty much everyone got COVID who was gonna get COVID. It became much milder. Most people weren't dying. We never saw the overloaded hospitals, all of that stuff. And then suddenly now, the Democrats are looking pretty stupid. I mean, if you were paying attention, they should have been looking pretty stupid for a long time, but they're suddenly realizing, oh man, you know, uh, people don't like being uh, put in masks all the time. They're, they're upset that their kids are still in masks two years later. People don't like all this mandate stuff. People don't like the businesses shut down, the lockdowns. People don't like the depression and all the stuff that's happening everywhere. So you can feel it, what they're doing right now, as they're sort of rolling the openings throughout the states and I don't know how they're gonna do it, but they're gonna do it right in front of our eyes before these midterm elections, because they're going, oh, people don't like us. They're looking at the polling, all of the polling everywhere. I mean, there's almost no poll that is counter to this. It is completely showing a massive red wave. And as I keep saying, you don't wanna get overconfident. Like, obviously, I want a red wave. I want some semblance of freedom to wash across the country, and that will come through the Republicans, although the Republicans often ain't great. I accept that and admit that. True, yes, absolutely, but they're a hell of a lot better than the Democrats, right? Um, but the Democrats are seeing the polling and they're going, what can we do? So suddenly they're opening up, they're you know, trying to ease up on masks, but in some cases they're not fully doing it, right? We know what's going on in New York where Hochul still has those kids in masks. It's, it's very confusing and conflated and each state is left to its own device, which is good, right? That's federalism, you all know that. Um, but they're gonna do it right in front of our eyes. They're gonna pull a magic trick so that by the end of the summer and early fall, as we're really ramping up into this midterm thing, they are gonna somehow trick 60% of the people to think that they were the ones that wanted to open up the entire time and it was the Republicans locking down. You're gonna watch the media do it. God only knows what other tricks you know, they'll be able to pull and, and maybe Biden will get his war in Ukraine and that'll distract people from what happened or, or just, you just never know, right? You never know in, in real life, plus you never know in this constructed reality that we're all sort of living in at this point. So the important thing, and that's why I've been doing the shows the way I've been doing them over the last couple of weeks, is we have to remember how we got here. We have to remember the people who dragged us into this abyss, the people who lied along the way, whether it's the CDC director or Fauci or Rachel Maddow or Joe Biden or whoever. We have to remember who did it and why did they do it because they wanted to control us and then remember who was trying to free us the whole time. I, by the way, am a citizen of the free state of Florida. And uh, that has a little something to do with the guy that's in charge here. More on that in just a moment. Jude says, hi, Dave. I would really like to learn more about cryptocurrency. Could you do a show on it? Maybe have an expert speak on it. Love your show. 
Yes, absolutely. Look, especially in light of what's going on in Canada right now, where we know that they're seizing bank accounts literally right this very second as I am speaking to you. They are seizing bank accounts of people who made minor donations to crowdfunding platforms uh, to help out the truckers. So the importance of crypto, the idea of decentralized payments, right? That don't go through a bank, that are peer to peer, you to someone else to exchange commerce freely, your goods and services for their money without the middleman, without the big banks, without government interference. Like this is obviously the future of the internet. And by the way, it's not just decentralized payments, it's decentralized servers and making sure that you can't just be shut down because Amazon AWS doesn't like you, like how they blew up Parler, right? It's, it's all of these things, a decentralized future, which by the way, there's risks in decentralization too, because once something's decentralized, the whole point of it is that it can't be taken down. Well, there's bad, I mean, like truly evil, bad stuff that is out there that once you decentralize that, now you've got a problem. So there's no perfect system, right? We have to think about all of these things. And I assure you, as I'm in meetings with the guys over at Rumble and locals, and we're discussing all these things, like we're talking about all of these issues from legal perspective and philosophical perspective and a moral perspective and everything else. So it, the answer to your question, absolutely yes. Uh, I'm gonna get Anthony Pompliano on, who is a huge Bitcoin guy here in Miami. I actually did his podcast, uh, which you could check out and we talk a little bit more about sort of my feelings about crypto, which I think you can get a sense on. Also, I had Alex Lloyd on a couple of months ago, who was a co-writer of the Little Bitcoin book, and we go into sort of Bitcoin 101. Uh, but yeah, I should be doing more on this for sure, because it's one of those things. I always talk about solutions. It's like one of the solutions to the mess right now is, is going through crypto, is going more decentralized. Uh, so absolutely appreciate the question. Uh, Nathan says, hey, from Atlanta, has Clyde been able to go for a swim and do the doggy paddle yet in Florida? So we do have a pool in the backyard. Clyde has not got in the pool yet because a couple times in LA, we got him in the pool and about three times we got him in, two out of the three times he ended up with an ear infection after he's got the floppy ears. And dogs with the floppy ears, I guess the ear doesn't dry quite properly, water stays in the ear canal, and then they get itchy, it gets kind of stinky. You know that dog ear stink? You guys know about that? It's a, yeah, you know about the stink. It's pretty, it's pretty bad. Um, but I would like to get him to swim, like truly train him to swim, which by the way, if you have a dog in a pool or you got a cat in a pool, I guess it's hard to train a cat to swim. But you should, because you know, if the dog, God forbid, ever fell in the pool, you want them to know which way to get out, know where the stairs are, the shallow end, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so we'll, we'll get him in there at some point. Uh, and we've taken him to the beach a couple times. Uh, ben says, have you heard the rumor that Justin Trudeau is the son of Fidel Castro? So this is like the hot rumor online. Uh, Connor, do we have some images? There we go. So that's Justin Trudeau on the left. That's a young uh, Fidel Castro uh, next to him. Then, of course, there's Justin Trudeau again, and then a, a slightly older Fidel Castro. I mean, this is a real rumor that has been going around for a long time. As far as I know, it's not verified in any real way, but the nose looks like remarkably the same. And that bottom lip, that's what it is, right? The nose, the bottom lip, and that smile, that sort of half slightly depressed smile, uh, no teeth smile, like there's something there. And a lot of people are saying it like, and it seems that their politics are kind of lining up these days. So maybe like father, like son. I don't know if I don't know if it's actually true, but Trudeau's a bad dude. I mean, he's a bad dude. In case this whole week, whatever I was saying about Trudeau didn't really like seep into your pores. He's just a bad person. He's he's deeply inauthentic. He came in 
for power. That's what he came in for, to guide Canada to be more like how he wanted it to be, not how the people wanted it to be. And at the end of every one of these people who come in for power is the worst sort of petty tyrant. So he promised them these rainbows. He promised them diversity and tolerance. And now he literally, literally has troops out on the street arresting people for peacefully protesting. The very same people who said, who he said were doing it because they have an irrational fear of trans people. There's your rainbows for you. Uh, Bernie says, did you manage to convince Candace to buy a house near yours? I think we've got an image. I had, uh, or we had Candace Owens and her husband George over for dinner last night. That's where this question comes from. Uh, I just adore Candace. She's just, you know, I know a lot of these people that I talk to on camera or that you know publicly or politicians or whatever. Some of them are like one way on camera and another way off camera. And Candace, probably more than anyone that I've ever met in this space, the Candace Owens you see on camera is Candace Owens, period. There is like no distinction between private Candace Owens and public Candace Owens. I know a lot of people that have, you know, a small divide in some ways, like it just, it just is when the camera's on you, you, you just are a, a little bit different, right? Uh, and then some people have a huge divide where the, what they present in front of the camera is very different than actually what they believe or how they act in their personal life or something like that. Um, and I'm not sitting here saying I'm the perfect person, uh, but Candace is, is who she is. And we just had a wonderful dinner last night. Actually, it was the first time we had had a couple over for dinner because we've been unpacking and getting things in order and all that stuff. So it was really nice to have friends over. Uh, Candace actually lives in Nashville now. That's where the Daily Wire moved, as you know. Um, I did, look, I was selling, I sell Florida on everybody, right? Although Florida really doesn't even need a salesman. The proof is in the pudding here, uh, or I guess the proof is in the orange juice, as they would say. Uh, but she was really selling me on Nashville because she absolutely loves Nashville. And we sort of agreed, okay, we're probably not gonna move, either one of us, but like how great it is that we both decided to live in great places that line up with our beliefs. She lived in DC, now she's in Nashville, I lived in LA, now I'm in Florida. It's like, that's what it's all about. And uh, there probably won't be many other cities that I visit, blue cities anymore, but I will definitely visit her in Nashville. I think I'm gonna go to Nashville next month to tape her show and do a couple things with the Daily Wire people. Uh, Linda says, what can Americans do if Biden shuts down our funds as they did in Canada? What will these truckers do? I mean, look, hopefully, hopefully that does not happen. Now, I don't think it's gonna happen in relation to the truckers. So I don't anticipate that suddenly Joe Biden will sign some sort of executive order that will make financial institutions have to freeze bank accounts of free US citizens for putting a couple bucks into a fund to help people protest in Canada. Like that seems completely insane. I don't know how that could possibly be legal. I don't even know that it's like actually technically doable. That being said, we live in a crazy time where it's like, I mean, it's like you could wake up tomorrow and it's like, what could they do that you'd be shocked by, right? Like every morning it, it gets stupider, it, it, you know, every level of the nonsense. Like there's so little that could shock us. At the, like the aliens could land in the morning and everyone at 9 a.m. they could announce they're here and by noon everyone would be fighting over whether they're racist or not. Like it's just, it's just how the machine sort of operates in this, it's fast, it's 24 hour news cycle isn't even right. It's just this perpetual motion machine that we're all kind of in. Um, so I don't think that would happen that Biden would somehow do something to stop people from funding things. But look, if we had a mass protest movement here in the United States 
against mandates. Would Biden do everything he could to stop it? Would he call these people racist? Would he call them bigots and Islamophobes and all of the other nonsense that Trudeau just did? Of course he would, right? I mean, that's what he calls half the country anyway, as he's, he calls for healing on one hand, and then he calls his opponents bigots and racists on the other hand. So that's one part of it. Your second question, which was, what will these truckers do? I hope, and I, it's, it's very easy for, for me to say from the comfort of my chair in my studio here in the free state of Florida, but I hope they will not lose their wherewithal here, right? I hope they will calmly continue to push where they can push and be as peaceful and upstanding as they have been. And I get it, it ain't gonna be easy. I mean, I said this on the show yesterday, but really, really try to think about it for one moment. If you were in a country that you felt you had to protest, what, what you thought was your free country, right? And now you had to protest the government because they had locked you down for two years and all of this stuff, right? They've done all of this. And then out of nowhere, the, govern, uh, the governor or the prime minister, whatever it is, uh, says, we're gonna freeze your bank account if we see you out there. We might arrest you if we see you out there. One of the things that I saw just about a half hour before we started taping today, they put out an Ottawa, official Ottawa account put out a message that if you are arrested at one of these rallies uh, and unable to take care of your pet because they've arrested you, for eight days they will hold your pet and then after that they will just put it in a, in a I don't know, I don't even put it in what, a pen? I don't even know what they do with it. They will just release it to, or kill it. God only knows what they're gonna do with it. But it's like, you get it, you get it? like. Imagine what these people are truly going through. And that's why we have to support them however we can. We really do, because then it could come here. And, and that's not even the reason, actually. We should support it because it's right. But if you don't support it and then it comes here, you've lost a little bit of your footing, for sure. Uh, Angel says, how's the hair holding up in Florida? Have you figured out the perfect concoction of hair products to make it look suave? I'm feeling pretty good about the hair game these days. Uh, yeah, you know, the big fear the big fear of moving to Florida. Sure, there was the freedom. There was the liberty, the choice, the ability to go outside, all of those things. But then there was the fear, okay? And the fear was that because of the humidity, and that's what everyone says, it's Florida, it's humid, it's a wet heat. LA, you're getting the dry heat. Arizona, you get the dry heat. Dry heat, good for hair height. I gotta tell you, I'm having no problem with the hair height here. I use the, uh, the dry texturizing spray that that puffs it up, little uh, super fine hairspray to keep it in place, and everything's been just fine. Now, we will revisit this over the summer. That's what people keep telling me, Dave, sure your hair looks good now, but they could come for it in the summer. You know, the stormtroopers and the humidity people. Cheryl says, it seems as though Trudeau is poking the bear to get the truckers to strike first in some violent sort of way. Do you see any peaceful way out of this? What about the vote of no confidence that is a way for the legislative body to censure the prime minister, any chance that could happen? So from what I understand, that actually could happen, that basically the entire legislative body could just say a vote of no confidence. Again, I've been relating all of this to the Star Wars prequels, that's what they did to Chancellor Valorum, right? Like they can basically say, this guy is just, he's lost it, he's not in charge anymore, nobody trusts him, and he's out in essence. So there's probably some procedural version of that that could work. Um, I, I sense that basically the next two weeks are the real defining moment here, right? Because we had 10 days or so of peaceful protesting and all Trudeau did was say that these people were racists. All he had to do, I, I mean, imagine, 
And maybe in retrospect, if he could go back, he would do it, although I'm, I'm actually not sure because I really do think he, I, I think he's genuinely a psychopath. I really do. I think his quest was power and that really twists you. But imagine if day, we're day five into this thing. So we're like a week and a half ago. Day five, people are out there, they're playing Bob Marley music, they're cleaning up the streets, they're hugging each other, loving on each other, it's all good. And imagine if Trudeau just showed up out there and said, you know what? He didn't have to wear a jacket, he could just, well, it's cold out, but you know, just like kind of just be like a little more relaxed, Justin Trudeau. And had just been out there and just been like, you know what, I hear you guys. And, and this has been tough on everybody and we might've made some mistakes along the way. Um, but you know, we're gonna actually give some of the power back to the local provinces the towns, the cities, and, and let's see what happens. And maybe why don't we revisit this in a month? Now, maybe it would have been bullshit. Maybe that's just not the way politics works, but there was an opportunity there for something like that to happen. Um, and he chose, instead of, instead of any fig leaf, he chose to just move on them. I will use state power on you guys. This is, this is like the type of stuff that we expect dictators in the Middle East to do. You may remember the, the revolt in Egypt, you know, about it, what is it, about 10 years ago or so now, right? Tahrir Square. And, it, and Hosni Mubarak, who was the, the president of Egypt, in effect a dictator, you know, they had sort of fake elections, but he had been an American ally. You may not have liked him. You might have liked him. Maybe he wasn't as radical as the Muslim Brotherhood, whatever it is, doesn't even matter. But the guy sort of kept the country going for a long time. Then the people started rising up against him. And immediately, Obama was the president at the time. He basically threw Mubarak under the bus. Mubarak's now dead and, and long gone. But the point is that he was cracking down on his own people and the Western world was like, no, you're obviously the bad guy, okay? Now, what have they done with Trudeau? Has Biden said a word? As I'm taping this right now, I don't think Biden has been asked one question about this, right? They're probably hiding Biden, so they throw sake out there to just punt the question all the time. But it's like, what do Western leaders think of this right now? Western leaders, every Western leader should be out there having to say, do you agree with this guy uh, going with emergency powers abusing his office uh, in, in the face of peaceful protest. So I don't know what the off-ramp here is now. He's, he ramped up the game, and now what, what would be the sensible thing for him to do? Well, of course it would be to ramp it, scale it back. I, I just don't see it. Uh, Leslie says, hey Dave, love listening to you. Do you think the cost of housing, especially rentals, will come back down? I, I guess it depends where you live. I mean, one of the reasons that I really wanted to leave LA and the reason that we did it so quickly was it didn't make sense to me that the cost of housing kept rising there because I was like, who the hell is moving to LA? This makes no sense. And when we put our house on the market, we put it up for a pretty hefty number and we got offers. Um, we actually barely negotiated and I took a very early offer and I was just like, I just want to get the hell out of here. Like I, I actually even gave some money back because I was just like, I just want to go because my feeling was the market was going to collapse there at any time. It wasn't that the countrywide market was gonna collapse, but it just didn't make sense to me that say in a place like LA that housing prices would keep going up. But even in even the dystopian city of San Francisco, housing prices are still going up. Uh, so it, I don't know what that's all about. A lot of people have said, you know, there's uh, things like BlackRockers just buying all of these houses to keep prices sort of high and ensure that people in the future just won't own anything uh, and that we'll all just become endless uh, renters which to me is a huge problem because if I've done one thing right financially in my life, it's that uh, I've owned three different places and each one was a stretch for me, a major stretch, but I was always able to parlay that into something better. To me, I like owning things. You know, some people own a lot of stocks, I don't. I believe in owning things. There's something like literally tangible about it and that allows you to then 
make the right decisions when the, when the time comes. So look, I can tell you in a place like Florida right now, there's a ton of people that wanna move here. The market's really high. My cousin who's lived in Miami for about 10 years, who lives about 15 minutes away from me now, uh, his rent just got jacked up 70% because of the influx here. He's really not happy about that. Um, and I get it, I get it. And this is, where, this is where you want more building, right? You want more competition. Uh, you, want, you want less regulation so builders can come in and innovate and build more quickly, right? That's what you want. And fortunately, we have some version of that in Florida, but it's not perfect. But I really think it depends where you live. If you live in a place um, that's flourishing, it's sort of tough on the, on the purchase or rental side, but it's probably worth it to stretch yourself to be there. And these places that are crumbling and the prices are still high, it's like, what is really going on there? I, I don't know, I actually don't know. Uh, Amy says, you have vowed to work to keep the state of Florida free. Do you have any plans on connecting with and potentially promoting candidates running in local elections such as school boards or commissioner races? Yes, absolutely. Um, so I don't wanna say too much on this yet, uh, but I have reached out to a couple local people here in Miami. I, I really wanna get to know uh, the mayor of the specific part of Miami that I'm in. It's not, I'm not in Miami Beach with, uh, with Mayor Suarez. I wish I was, he's, he's awesome and Miami Beach is pretty cool. Uh, but I wanna reach out to a couple people. I met the deputy mayor here uh, because it's, it's important. Actually, this is one of the things in, in my next book that comes out in April. It's like, get to know some of your local politicians. They will have far more to do with your life than the national politicians, at least in a sane society. Like if you've got problems, if, they, if there are potholes on your roads, like who's gonna fix it, the president or the local guy? Our roads happen to be pretty nice here. Like everything's kept up really nice, but I wanna make sure that that stays in place. Uh, so I've been trying to be out and about and, and meet as many people as possible. And I think when I tour for the book, I really, I've told my guys, I wanna go very heavy in Florida and I'll meet, I'll meet the deputy mayors and the commissioners and the sanitation people and the guy in charge of alligator wrestling, everybody, wanna meet them all. Danielle says, if you could interview any alive person and give them some truth serum right before the interview, who would you pick? For the sake of this question, Brandon is considered alive. Well, that was nice of you in light of the video that we showed at the top here. If I could interview anyone and give them truth serum, I mean, like probably Hillary, I guess. Like what really is going on there? Did you do the spying thing? Did you know about it? Did you ever think that Trump really was involved in with Russia? Were you involved with Russia? Like were you up to criminal activity? What do you know? about Bill and all the women and the, you know, Monica Lewinsky and the blue dress and the cigar and the call to Trent Lott and all of the stuff. I guess it would just be interesting because she's so deeply inauthentic. I know she's not that relevant anymore in a way, and although there's some people saying she's gonna run because they're gonna, you know, they're just gonna cryo freeze Biden or whatever. Um, but, you know, someone who's so inauthentic to get truth serum would be something like Trump, like put it this way. If you, if you injected Trump with truth serum, like I don't think he would be that different. Not because he would be like any more like honest, but in a way it's like, he's sort of as honest as he can be. Like he's a showman and he has the funny affect and all that kind of stuff, but he's basically telling you the truth, basically, right? Uh, not to say he isn't exaggerating all the time and that sort of stuff, but Hillary, it's like, it all seems so deeply inauthentic that maybe a little, authenticity would be good? Or what about Kamala? Can you imagine that? I mean, this woman, she could not. Or Saki, oh, there you go. Saki's the one. Forget the Hillary one. Saki trying to tell the truth. Bam, brain explosion. Uh, 
Candace says, thank you, Dave, for pushing me to leave the dystopian nightmare that is California. Congratulations. Uh, second week of May, I'm out. Can you get Shapiro to donate to your Flea Cali fund? You know what? Well, first off, now I see why you guys gave me cash today, which I've been told came out of my wallet, which I don't know why you guys were in my wallet, but I'll just let that be. Uh, we got some cash here. So Candace, I'm gonna throw in, uh, I'm gonna throw in 20 bucks for you right now. Uh, well, I can't guarantee that you're gonna get, this is the Flea Cali money, but you're on the list. If you're in the locals community and you tell me you're leaving Cali, you're on the list. So you know, this, every time I mention Cali on the show, especially gratuitously, we throw some money in here and I'm just gonna give a whole bunch of cash to somebody at the end of the year to get the hell out of California. And you don't have to move to Florida, but I, I'm realistically, you're moving to Florida if I'm giving you the cash. Um, can I get Ben Shapiro to throw in some money? I will text Shapiro and I will ask him, I, should I challenge Shapiro? All right, yeah, I'm gonna challenge Ben Shapiro. This is the challenge to Benjamin Shapiro. Okay, Benjamin, you hear me? This is the challenge, Benny. You left Los Angeles about two years ago. You left me there. You left me, you abandoned me. I stayed for another year, it was tough. But then I left. But now, I'm raising money, cash, to give to one lucky Ruben Report viewer at the end of the year. I'm just gonna be throwing cash into this thing at the end of the year, and then I'm gonna throw a couple grand in extra to just give somebody. I'm just gonna hand them a whole bunch of cash to leave Cali and move to Florida. Will you match my year-end donation to save someone from the dystopian, horrific city of Los Angeles to move anywhere in the free state of Florida? Will you match me, Ben Shapiro? We'll find out. Stay tuned, everybody. Uh, Francis says, as a new Florida resident, besides freedom, what have you discovered here that you enjoy? You know, what I'm really loving, well, first off, seeing the, just the trees, the plants, everything is so freaking alive here. In LA, you know, LA was built basically on a desert. They had to move a whole bunch of water in there. Were, you know, you get the palm trees, okay, fine. But everything is so lush and alive here and gorgeous and the plants and just going to Home Depot and buying stuff for our backyard, like everything just looks great. You touch the plants, they feel like leather, like the, the, just the, the leaves are just so thick and dense and alive, I love it. But really what I'm loving are, are the, the animals that we're seeing everywhere. First off, I've got like a gajillion peacocks outside of my house at all moments. And uh, we were walking Clyde. I think we've got some B-roll on this. We were walking Clyde the other day and peacocks everywhere. He's hunting down peacocks. They make this crazy sound. Apparently it's a big, uh, it's a big thing here in Miami. You've got the peacock, the pro-peacock people and the anti-peacock people. Some people like them out there. You gotta slow down your car. They can be a little noisy, et cetera, et cetera. Some people think that they, we should kill them. Uh, you know, euthanasia, although I don't see what a young person in China has to do with this. And, uh, that was corny. That was corny. I should, I should be docked pay for that one. Yeah, oh, he liked it. Um, so, uh, so the peacocks, uh, Clyde's, he killed a couple squirrels. He's out there. He's, he's connecting with that, with that deep primal need. We're getting dead lizards showing up at our door. We had one in my bed. That wasn't great. Um, but just like the animals and the life and just that it just feels good. And I got to tell you, the air, man, because it is a little more humid here, like I wake up and I can fully breathe through my nose and that is pretty sweet. Daniela says, I think the Durham report is proving two things. Hillary is guilty of concocting the Russia conspiracy and spying on Trump's campaign, but it also seems like she is so untouchable that she will never go to jail for any of it. 
how can we defeat the machine that protects her? Okay, so we talked a little bit about the Durham probe earlier in the week. I don't want to fully rehash that, although my offer to Jake Tapper or anyone on CNN still stands. If you guys debunk it, just debunk the thing instead of ignoring it, I will gladly play the video. I will play it with no added commentary. I'm not kidding. I will not put myself on before or after. I will just mirror it on this channel if you honestly debunk it. I truly mean that. That's number one. Uh, number two, yeah, there's a lot of evidence pointing to Hillary right now. I mean, her campaign paid a company to spy on Trump headquarters, right? Trump Tower headquarters, the office of the president-elect. They paid them to do it. And then Biden's campaign paid the same company in 2020. And then for four years, the media ran with this crazy lie that Trump was somehow either a Russian asset or a Russian spy. It led to impeachment, et cetera, et cetera. Like you guys get all that. Now, the question really is, what you're getting to is like, does anyone pay for doing bad things anymore, right? We punish people for doing good things. So if you're up in Canada and you're like, hey, I'd like to go to work and go to school, eh? Uh, they're gonna punish you for that. Uh, but does anyone get punished if you say, you know, basically do espionage on the uh, incoming president of the United States? And it's kinda like, no. Kinda like, no, the machine just keeps going. And that's why I always say you have to admire the machine, not for the evil that it does, but for its ability to morph right in front of our face and make us not believe what we can see and what just happened and, and how it shifts narratives. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's like an undescribable thing. You know, it's like asking somebody to explain the meaning of life. It's, it's ephemeral, it's almost impossible. You can't, you can't, it's just, it just is. So I don't think even, even if they had the like email from Hillary, like spy on Trump in all caps, like no, nothing really would happen. She would not be arrested. And by the way, half the country wouldn't believe it anyway and CNN would ignore it and New York Times and Washington Post would somehow say it was concocted and we're all conspiracy theorists and, and racists and, and the rest of it. So I think the best thing we can do is hopefully find better candidates to vote for and hopefully live in places that are lined up with our values. And, and see the nonsense for what it is and not get too crazy by it, which is why I do this show the way I do it. Uh, Talway says, how do lefties in the US and Canada hope to remain in office as they anger more and more people? Well, I sort of just answered that question. It's just sort of how the machine operates and then just flips everything to make it look like the people who just wanna live and let live and be left alone are, are the bad guys and the racists and all of that stuff. Uh, but there really is a pushback. There really is, guys. And I know it can be hard to see sometimes. But when you see, uh, as I covered yesterday, a guy like Glenn Youngkin who won in Virginia because he ran against wokeism, ran against critical race theory, and you see him signing a law to ban mask mandates for kids in schools, and then you see the uproarious joy of, of the young girl next to him, but the entire crowd with him. And what are they applauding? They're not, it's not that they're applauding that they hate masks so much. They're applauding freedom. That freedom isn't completely dead, right? It was on life support for a long time, but maybe it's about to be jolted back into reality. And it's on us to make sure that that actually does happen. So do it. Do you have anything better to do? Guys, my full interview with Maxine Bernier is up on Locals right now. It'll be up on uh, YouTube and Rumble in a few minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that's right. Uh, my full episode with Charlie Kirk is up on Locals. And of course, that's ad-free at rubenreport.locals.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. Oh, and by the way, uh, next week, this is the one week a year, President's Week, where my family, my full family, brothers, sister, parents, kids, nieces, nephews, everybody, we all get together for one week. We haven't done it for two years because of COVID. So I won't have live shows, but I do have one live appearance that we're gonna get some video of. I'm probably gonna do some, uh, some videos 
while I'm just sort of on location doing my thing, but I, I will not be in studio, but obviously I can't fully disappear because there's just so much going on in the world and we gotta keep fighting the madness because the madness is gonna keep fighting us. Uh, but once again, have a good weekend and I'll see you later, bye. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.